Yes, 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 yes. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of It's Not That Deep. Bro. And we're back. Episode 40. Jesus Christ. 40. And today we have a very, <laughs> very special guest. In celebration. The man, the myth, the legend, our film connoisseur, Liam Cook. How you doing, bro? Hey guys, how's it going? Liam is an old friend of mine. We go That's way right. back, don't we, Liam? We went to school together. 10 years, probably 11 maybe, years. Maybe more, yeah. 10, 11 years at this point, which is... Uh, how was that? How, how were you guys in, in high school? Huh? Talking I'm, about music. I'm happier with my current situation. <laughs> <laughs> I st we still spoke about like music and film. A lot when we were younger. Definitely like music. Mm. Green Day. Green Day and mm. pop punk. And I'd say the analytical conversations we used to have have inspired the way that like this podcast runs, you know, from all the way back then. So it's it's fitting to have you on the podcast. Right. Thank you. It's a very special episode today because... We're firing down the Randy Master. That's right. Just for Master. one episode. Giving it a rest. That's right. Because Liam... I wanted to see it live in action. I'm disappointed. Uh, You're not going to see us wear it up with the big... <laughs> <laughs> winch Wheel. that we use, yeah. <laughs> it's become the 5,000 because we don't need to do that anymore. It's all digital. You know what I mean? So Liam has actually bought a film with him. Uh, That's right. That he is... Uh, we, we don't know what it is, do we, No, Martin? we don't. Not so, yet. So uh, are you going to show us? Are you going to tell the well, crowd what it is? I think we should still do a countdown like we normally do. What? And okay. then Liam will say what the name of the film is. All right. That's we right. can do it together. We can do it together this week. Yeah. Fantastic. I'll let you two do it. So and I'll get geared up to say it. Five, four, three, two, one. And, and the, the film, film we are watching is... Don Hertzfeldt's It's Such a Beautiful Day. Oh, shit. Wow. Okay, what year did they come out? Uh, well, this is a uh, 2012 film, but the short films that made it are from 2006, 2008, and 2011. You I said believe. that I'd Amazing. seen a portion of this film, and I now understand what you mean. Um, yeah. Can I see it? Let's I can't remember. I think the bit that you've seen is the first uh, short film, which is called Everything Will Be Okay. Everything. Yeah, yeah. Is this I, animated? I think, yeah. It is animated. So if you're listening, go get yourself a copy of... It's a Beautiful Day. It's Such a Beautiful Day. It's such a Beautiful by Day. By Don Hertzfeld. And we will see you on the other side. Peace out. Such a beautiful day. <laughs> that was such a. Um, that that mm. sounds weird, Martin, because it's like eleven at night where we currently are. Uh, it's still a good day, isn't it? 
<laughs> but yeah, we have just finished watching. What it's a so beautiful! It's such a beautiful day. Yeah, that's right. By Don Hertzfeld. Yeah, and we are still joined by our good friend Liam Cook. Hello, everybody. Um. Hmm. Normally, what I do at this juncture is say, Martin, what did you think of that film? Everybody dies by train. <laughs> Everybody. I'm sick of it. <laughs> oh, and she gets killed by train. I don't think they really train. did, though. What? I don't think they really did, though. Well, three of them did, and it uh, stayed in my mind the whole <laughs> the whole time. I was like, trains. <laughs> Trains. How did it make what the fuck? <laughs> trains, bro? How did this film make you feel? Because it's not sad like... for for Bill. I know that wasn't supposed to run, but it did. <laughs> um, it's I not laid really out w- like a normal film. No, I, I was really worried about Bill. Although some of the shit that was happening, I was like, why is he thinking about? Oh, what did he think? I think it's about a lot of things. Leaves in a shoe on the side, in a woman's shoe on the yeah. sidewalk that made him sad. It may, uh, fish tumors, yeah, coming out of people's huge heads. Fish coming out his head. People with different uh, animal heads at the bus stop. Oh yeah. <laughs> is that a, is that a like a real disease? Like does what the fish coming out the head? <laughs> no, but like <laughs> a person feeling that way. Well, you know I, mean? I don't think what he has is. Obviously Based, a lot, a lot I don't know. I, I don't know to be honest, but I don't. From reading like synopsis and shit, mm. I think it says that he's got like an unspecified neurological disease. So I don't know if it's like a real mm-hmm. symptom or not, or if it's like sort of because it's like a animated film. They've just sort of like it's like a taken a liberty. They've taken it even further than yeah, reality, yeah. sort of thing. The the whole every time it went sort of like real. Mm. Because it's like, when they were talking to him, they're like, oh, Bill, can you can you add up these numbers? Can you can you see these? Uh, what is this? Who is this? Mm. Like, do you remember all of this? It felt like they were in a hospital room, mm. they were, like, examining him. Mm. The it lots very real. The different... Yeah. Uh, what's the right term, forms of footage used in this film were very interesting from, like, yeah, real life Yeah, what was all that background footage. shit? I was, like, constantly looking at it. I was, like, this felt like um, the Midnight Gospel. Mm. You know how there's, like, I've not so actually, much not going it. on on... That's like a podcast, yeah, but but turn into like an Adventure Time TV show. Duncan Trussell, who is friend, I listen to his podcast. um, He's friends with Joe Rogan. That's how I know him, and he made this show. Everyone that I've spoken to about it says you'll love it, Oland. What are you doing? Yeah, that is a very Jack Oland show. (laughs) It's it's very good because they they literally just discuss like yeah. But the way that big concepts and shit, and then there's like crazy animated stuff going on in the background. This <laughs> exactly felt like that because I was like looking at the background, trying to look at all the pictures, listen to what he was saying, but then also try to follow everything that was happening in each picture because mm. they kept moving around. It's so and then the background was still still going. And I'm like, 
Oh, there's so there's so much. There's parts where there's like four things going on at once. Yeah, and it's yeah. and there's like something crazy happening. Like he's there's like a um he's pictured this guy as like a bird man or something. Yeah, and he's saying like the say power who? of Christ compels you. Yeah, <laughs> <Or something. laughs> and then who could only say Bible, but it's like Bible. Oh Bible. no, that's 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 <laughs> that, like his crazy uncle or something oh, who yeah, lived yeah. in the forest yeah. and but. It's it's obviously when there's like so much going on and there's so much noise and it keeps building up. It's obviously like depicting his mental state, yeah. sort of thing. The 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 one with like oh, there's there's water coming out of the pipe. Oh yeah, the <laughs> oh, the pipe is leaking pipe or something like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah that. and there's, there's even that? another one before that as well. Like there's a few where. Oh, it's when he's watching boxing on the TV. Yeah. Mm. And it keeps showing it in slow motion and the noise is like <sighs> excruciating. And it's there's so like bad. so much other shit going on. There's also as the well. sequence when he's uh, walking around the house and he keeps opening the door and hitting himself in the face. Yeah. And then, and also the one where he walks around the block yeah. multiple times. There's lots. So, how strange would that be? Because like, he kept doing it. But that's like depicting his, like, like you were saying, his mental health. But th- does that mean he's seeing the woman with the shoe every single time, even though they're not? They might have been there the first time, but not the second time. Well, is it? I think it's like a pair of abandoned shoes that are filled with leaves, leaves isn't it? Yeah. yeah, is what he's when is that what you mean when he yeah. walks around the block? So I feel like he's, he's walked around the it. block like five times and he's forgotten every time and he keeps like and registering it and feeling the same thing. It's why does he feel that? So what why I would... Why does it make him feel sad? Well, what I would say about this film, my impressions... <laughs> yeah, why yours? ...would be that Bill is a fantastic storytelling device to talk about the transient nature of reality. That... Bill. Yeah. You're going to live forever. Don Hertzfield. Don Hertzfield obviously has a good understanding of the sort of uh, of reality. Like literally mm. how cuz obviously this is a movie. So movies are meant to show grandiose fantasy, you know, all of that's how traditional cinema kind of exists. Yeah. But then this film shows moments like being stood at the bus stop. There was that fantastic scene where it was just someone stood at a bus stop and you're watching someone oh, yeah. with a leaf blower blow leaves around. I think you... For, uh, that would... <laughs> the biggest comparison I was thinking when I was watching this was like a razor head. I was definitely thinking about a razor and head watching this. specifically that... You say about that leaf blower scene, that scene in Twin Peaks where the guy's just mopping up the floor for like ten minutes in the third season. It's, yeah, it's in, the, yeah, yeah, the, it's the return, and yeah, it kind of rolls into the credits. You see it for like two or three yeah. minutes without any credits, and then they just start happening. But that, yeah, those moments, it's like waiting in the doctor's office or yeah. waiting for a bus. Life really. It's mostly that sort of stuff. Yeah. And it there's, there's kind of these exciting moments in between. And mm. this film seems to focus in on those moments. These liminal, I guess that's what you mm. call them. Right? That's, uh, and there's even the point where he's thinking about the amount of times he's 
dropped his keys on the counter or brushed his teeth or just opened that door and smacked his hair. Yeah, mm. and he thinks to himself, "This is my what? This is, this my, is life. my life, not the exciting bits, like the menial bits." Yeah, that it's even, it even says that. Everything, yeah. yeah, everything else is just there's like blip, blips of yeah. excitement, yeah. but the majority of life is these kind of really do that all the time. Monotonous moment. Is, is the director the person who narrates it? Uh, yeah, he is. Yeah, he's like I like the narrator in this. It's almost like a documentarian. Mm. Like he's like he's like describe like, like if you're watching a nature show, he's like describing what's happening very like mm. frankly, <laughs> sort of thing. That's why I say nothing, nothing like um... until the end when he gets seems to be he seems to have got involved when Bill is going to die and he's like and he's like he can't die here it became more apparent that like Bill was uh, like a metaphor or a good storytelling device at the end to talk about like the human experience more than just this Bill character yeah I don't think uh, because Bill's story anyway is difficult to kind of put parameters on and be like (laughs) to get a solid story down for Bill yeah you know, he lived a very confusing life. Yeah, a lot of it's it very was messy. Very, and it was very confusing to me because I was like, the, f- the first chapter happens, mm. and then when the second chapter comes in, it's like, oh, last week Bill hurt himself at football. <laughs> you're like, it's told. Okay. It's yeah. It, but it, then it cuts back to him being an adult, and I'm like, mm. what? I almost think you're. So, you're sort of supposed to have that like confusion and yeah. like just messiness sort of thing, be- especially because he's like losing his memory and like yeah, everything's just sort of from reading. And they talk about how time, yeah. as well as like is you just happen to it's go lit. through it in a straight line, but yeah. all of this is happening at once, and that's another crazy Talking like fucking to, idea. Like, old people a lot and re and seeing like interviews with people talking about getting older and how you perceive your memories as time goes on the kind of general vibe that i get from it is as time goes on you start to realize that you've got these like selection of memories that you hold on to that you view a certain way and that you're just left with these snapshots in time and time moves on without you but it's completely objective to you know you you that your experience that time and mm-hmm where this film does focus on like the real monotonous elements of life but then it also has these crazy metaphysical truths in mm. this film that about the nature of the universe and mm. and it's mad how we can find a connection that there is some weird connection with the breakdown of like a men- someone's mental space and death and moving back into I don't know the where we came from or before mm. birth or whatever. Without getting too religious or spiritual or whatever about it, it. What do you think about the whole time is linear? No, I think <laughs> I think we're there and we're living in a linear time. Well, no, but like people talking about the universe being a simulation is a bit of a meme <laughs> these days. Like it's kind of accepted, isn't it? That like something screwy is. <laughs> Have you seen? It's such a dense like idea to get your head around you know yeah. like yeah. It's, it's hard to even fathom like i, I just say something's going on yeah <laughs> that guy who's apparently a time traveler 
from 2582. Is no. his name John Tito? Fuck knows. I don't know. <laughs> you read, where did you read this? <laughs> what? L A D B I B L E. No. Where? Uh, Facebook. Yeah, on Complex or something. Okay. Well, there's been. But a they were like, of... oh, he he's been interviewed, and instead of worrying for aliens, we should be worried about monsters in the sea. <laughs> I mean, wow. there's been a number of perpetrated time travelers that have, you know, come and said that they are, and that, you know, they've got prophecies of apocalypse and all of this. <laughs> but it's, it's funny there's mo- there's a, there's funny more interesting stuff going on that's true, you know, mm-hmm. that to worry about. We've actually got like pandemics happening and you know stuff like that. That's probably, mm. <laughs> yeah, more. <laughs> Don't give that shit the light of day, basically. Yeah, that's basically (laughs) what I'm saying. Why not? Um, But back to Don Hertzfeld and his outlook on life. I think I kind of was crying at the end of that film because it really just took like a... Yeah, this it blew me away this time, to be fair. I've obviously seen it before, but I think this was my favourite viewing. Your favourite viewing? You got something out of it Really? you didn't before? Yeah. Is it because I was watching with you? Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. You, you felt my emotion. That's right. Well, I wasn't sure if you liked it or not, but did you? I did enjoy it, yeah. I mean, obviously, each part was sort of like weird. Mm. Seeing that first bit where it goes all crazy, I'm like, mm. what is this? I didn't find it like super funny like i know that you guys were laughing quite a lot I yeah like see well, everything that was me, quite funny <laughs> it's not funny in like a in like a joke sense it's sort of like it's just saying stupid shit and you're like there's oh, like an what? irony to like the yeah. humor and there's a um how do i phrase this the uh, there's a tendency to take these mundane situations in this film and then find the worst possible thing that could happen within that situation yeah and that's what bill's kind of imagining is happening in his head and it's it's kind of up for debate whether he actually does some of these things or if they're like just perceptions he's having yeah memories or dreams or whatever but i will always and it's something that i know me and liam have always uh shared a uh sense of humor in the breaking of a I don't know, a, a boundary or a social norm or... Well, wait, yeah, because the, the, the example that I can think kid. of... Oh, yeah, of course, yeah. <laughs> I was like, what? And what is happening? The example I can think of is like when his mum reserved a, a burial plot in between her parents or something like that. But due to a clerical error. Yeah, due to a clerical error, she was... Um, buried 50 yards away between some rich lady's golden retriever and a, <laughs> and a coffin full of rocks or something. Like and obviously that is like an awful situation. <laughs> yeah, but it's like so... You've just got to laugh at that yeah. sort of thing. Like <laughs> It's very like Brazil. It's very almost satire-y. Yeah. Uh, black humour. That, um, that first scene where he's talking about like, Bill was walking to the bus stop and he saw a friend Oh yeah, and he name. said, oh, "What or something what? like that?" Hey, hey up. how's up? I How's think. up? Yeah, <laughs> and then, yeah, up? and then he's like, 
looked away and he just said, Wah. And then the narrator what? just says, neither of them will ever see each other yeah, again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's something that if it was filmed like properly, it would look terrible. Yeah. If it had no narrator, if it wasn't like in this format, it wouldn't work at all. But it, you couldn't. Mm. I kept thinking whilst I was watching this film, why the fuck is this interesting? Like, why is this so captivating? This, what I'm seeing, yeah. like, yeah. drawing. But you just kept yeah. watching. Uh, but it was, and it's uh, because he understands something about the reality, like, how life is, and mm. he's managed to pack it into it, so it it just continuously was interesting to watch. Yeah. He just, he sort of understands how, like, about how, like, I don't know, like, mm. the mundane pieces of life sort of thing, and... If you... How that can make you have like an existential crisis about like what is my life sort of thing, and that you could possibly say that sort of like translates into the fact that it's all like stick images and stuff because that is like the most basic form of animation sort and of thing. Of perceiving like a human, yeah, sort of and it's most basic. Space. Them scenes where they like it turns into like a a brain. No. Oh yeah, where, that's where the like one real people. And they're like yeah. Past, but then it's fantastic. Into, mm. into like stick men. And like, it's the bit where it was showing people as brave. That's why I was like, is this like is this real? Is this? This is real. But. The bit where it was showing people as brain stems, I just yeah. thought was absolutely fantastic. Because I <laughs> think yeah. about like that all the time, how like yeah. just nervous systems with electricity shooting around, and that's what's informing yeah. our thoughts. It's like we associate each other with like our faces, but yeah. that is not like really you. That yeah. is not your face. It's, it's all of the shit inside your head, and it's that's the brain. <laughs> yeah, that's what's controlling you. It's. I love how... Well, you just look like that because uh, you were born that way. So. Yeah. It's easy. The face is like this focal point of communication. Yeah. Where these signals <laughs> are popping off to inform how one feels. Yeah. So it's, it makes sense to look at a face. But it... I love how this... It's this. It's just a great film because it... On surface, it's just about a guy who's losing his memory. But then it does manage to just put all those like ideas somehow to fit it in there. Mm. Like That's what you mean by... Bill is just like a great narrative device to sort of get to all of these like concerts. Yeah. Yeah. And that's midway through the one I'd say t towards the end of the film, I was realizing, oh, this is a really fucking good film. Nice. <laughs> like, nice. Yeah. I really, it, <laughs> this is a bang top bit of filmmaking because it is loaded with information. The, yeah. the places you can go philosophically talk, like talking about this film, uh, uh, uh vast in scope you know mm. and we were talking about this before the episode um he i've seen some of don hertzfeld's work long ago yeah and it's in the form of this video called rejected that went around the early internet in like 2004 five six that sort of period of time rejected. Yeah, it was called rejected and it, come, and it said this was submitted for the academy awards and it was rejected for an oscar I think it's showed you the short. I think it's like I think it's supposed to be like advert ideas or something oh, like that. Yeah, something like that. And awesome. they were like, yeah, all of these ideas were rejected, sort of thing. And yeah. the lead, the, I mean, the one that became like an internet meme is like it's all done in the, the very similar style with these like stick figures. 
one of them just walks onto the screen and then blood starts to come out of the uh, abdomen of the character and he exclaims, my anus is bleeding. And then it continues to happen, much like the tap. And then he says it again, my anus is bleeding. And um, it, it continues on in that fashion. And there's a few of these sketches. And even back then, I remember being quite young watching that and thinking, what do you think he's saying? This is making me feel uh, <laughs> odd. I've, ne I've never really pondered this. Uh, my spoon's too big was another one. A guy walked in, there was a very small bowl on the floor and this character was holding a very large spoon. And he was looking at the bowl and saying, my spoon is too big. <laughs> You just there fucking pissing yourself, man. <laughs> <laughs> it is funny. Just there's that's something just something inherently, yeah, about yeah. that. Like I can't eat what's in the bowl. My spoon's too big. It's very simple. It's that. Yeah. It's this concept diluted. So. And it's and it's menial again. It's like I just like doing these. It's not like impo It's like a very again. My spoon is too big. Just trying to eat cereal. It's another everyday task. Yeah. Yeah. It's something. You you can get it. Like you everyone yeah. knows what it's like to eat out of a bowl and everyone would know how frustrating it would be to have a spoon too big for a bowl. <laughs> it is. And to have a bleeding anus. And yeah. that one I is mean. a little more on the nose. Yeah. <laughs> if you do, you should not be doing a podcast right now. <laughs> uh, well, not right now. Yeah. And you can see like with the humour that me and Liam were laughing at in this mm. film. It, he he still had it at that early stage. Yeah, my, that would that's mm. the sort of humour. I mean, yeah, it's a little on the nose. My anus is bleeding, <laughs> but it's it's in the same ballpark of <laughs> crude humour, um, dark humour, which I'm not like absurd, opposed of. Mm. But I don't know, like maybe a different type of dark humour. Mm. Um, I did enjoy it though. It did good. I do like. It being like busy on the on the screen, even mm. though it fucks me up. Yeah. When it's there's a lot of things going on, I sort of enjoy. It. I don't know. Yeah. I, I feel at ease because there's so much <laughs> going on. And I'm like, okay. you mentioned yeah. those bits where like um, lights fracturing through in the background. There might be like stick figure action happening, but there's like odd blemishes of light. And, yeah. And just stuff coming through, and that. It's like when you, I don't know if you've ever done this either of you, but like push down on your eyes really hard and then mm. let go and there's all I these have. like patterns and stuff like that. That's very, it's like coming out of sleep or coming out of anesthesia. That was fucking awful, mm. that scene where it was like Bill lay on the table as they inserted a tube into his large artery and it yeah. went through <laughs> into his brain. <laughs> that was like, oh, then they inserted a dye into his blood. Um, graphic, bro. Graphic. Yeah, he obviously understands, like, consciousness. Mm. We were talking about the last couple of episodes of Neon Genesis Evangelion before we oh, yeah. uh, did this podcast. And funnily enough, it reminded me of those last episodes where it's very, like, there's bits in those last episodes where it's monologues of the main characters all talking on top of one another about what they think uh, about Shinji. And 
there's like scribbling of crayons and all this animation mm. on top of one another and it, it very much reminded me of that it's like a whole film done in that yeah style yeah <laughs> it's, been, it, it's been so long since i've watched neon genesis unfortunately but yeah i'm not a fan why not? Martin no, really, fine. Martin really was. I dead. don't really hate it's, him. It's, I, just I wouldn't would call, not watch it again. It's not like an accessible. I mean, I think I've watched it like twice, and even because it's quite a dense anime. Well, in terms of like ideas, mm. and even I've like not struggled with it, but been like fucking hell. That's like a lot. I'm really upset. Me and Martin didn't watch it together. That that is a regret. Have of you mine. not? You've done a podcast on it, haven't you? Yeah, I've watched it. He watched it in his own time. <sighs> oh, right. And he watched like the sub. He watched it how he'd watch anime. On Netflix? No. Oh, right. On, I've got a website that I go on. I wish he could have experienced how I, you know, like the experience I had with it sort of thing. Um, mm. But but it's just one of those. But maybe we'll watch the rebuilds at some point because they're like a whole different thing. Yeah, um, I want to watch them as well. Maybe. I mean... I was pretty like, and you should watch Shin Godzilla. <laughs> that is, it what? is, it is on our list. He, Shin Godzilla's cre- uh, directed by the creator of Neon Genesis Evangelion, and he made a Godzilla film. And Godzilla's got like a pretty anime like design in that he like starts off as like a weird fucking baby lizard type thing and yeah. just disgustingly transforms. If have you if you've seen Akira, sort of like at the end of Akira, we watched when, Akira together. yeah, and. Uh, He's got like really beady eyes and shit like that. He looks like an anime. Shin Godzilla. Yeah. yeah. I've seen so. I saw. But have you seen the Godzilla films, the animated Godzilla films on Netflix? No. Uh, I don't. No, I've heard I not to. I don't <laughs> yeah, want to. And they're in film. Not. I've actually. That's format. like. Like not a series, aren't it's they? Rare I'm hearing you like telling someone to not watch something. Yeah, because it's. <laughs> I just. No, no, the whole, it's because the way that they built it up and then the way that they ended it, I was like, what are you doing? And mm. then I, I just washed my hands with it and like, I'm done. <laughs> yeah, I've had, done. I've had only negative things about that, to be fair, <laughs> so I, I definitely won't watch it. There's a there new series, though, but let's not talk about Godzilla for long because... <laughs> you are wearing a... Hiroshima shirt, which you were telling me yeah. the other day, Godzilla is, uh, you know, the, the the premise for it is that it's the embodiment of the. Yeah, he's yeah. The terror yeah. of the what? The you terror could... of the atomic bomb is what inspired right. someone to create. So a lizard Godzilla by the atomic bomb mutated no, 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 into no. being Godzilla. <laughs> the Godzilla is Godzilla a is yeah. Godzilla is just a metaphor yeah, for yeah, like I the destruction it. of Hiroshima, mm-hmm. and then. One of the doctors has to decide, creates a, one of the scientists creates a weapon that can destroy Godzilla, but he doesn't want to do it. He has like a crisis. He doesn't want to use that weapon to kill Godzilla because he doesn't want the that weapon to be found out to about. Be yeah, yeah, just yeah, like the it. atom bomb sort of thing. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's a, that's a great film. But what you were saying about what year is it? 1954 so it's an old and it's like mm. suit the guys in a suit and by today's standards it probably maybe some people would say it doesn't look good but i like love watching that shit i think it's like proper cinematic and mm. you know i'd i prefer watching that to like a weightless sort of cgi 
Godzilla, mm-hmm. even if it's good CGI. Even if it's good CGI, and even if the old one looks like a guy in a suit, there's still something impressive about what they did. It's sort like of thing. the King Kong remake, that Peter Jackson's King Kong versus the original King Kong, yeah, sort of thing. Um, I'm I'm always. I don't know, when it comes to practical versus CGI, I think the best is a carefully considered blend of the two. Mm. Like, I think Star Wars gets it right most of the time. Star Wars... I I can't remember, but the Star Wars uh, sequels got Mm. CGI right, you mean? Because the prequels, I would say, didn't get it right. I don't mind. Well, if you just throw on... I don't dislike the films. Yeah, if you throw on... Forget like about Galactic Senate. Yeah, I like plots. Like, I forget about that aspect because that is convoluted, the plot of the prequels. They look quite good, I think. <laughs> yeah, there are moments in it that do look like... Well, everyone focuses on, like, the shit CGI bits from that, like, era. They but... focus on that bit where he, uh, like uses force to make that pair go over. Oh yeah, yeah, and stuff like that. There are I mean yeah. Yeah. There are bits that look good in it, sort of thing. But and they still were like using I'd see I sh- almost prefer in a silly way, I almost prefer CGI from that earlier era when it was flawed. <laughs> because <laughs> now we we've got to a point where it's so perfect, which it may sound silly but I don't want it to look perfect sometimes. I like seeing the fucking yeah. hand the like mistakes. Not the mistakes, not mistakes but just different the metaphorical like thumbprints. Like you can see that it's yeah, been made play, yeah. sort of thing. And even if you think like, well, that's not perfect, you know. The fly is terrifying. Yeah, that Carpenter and Cronenberg, they're like When you do it real, it will last in your brain a lot longer than like CGI, CGI. Yeah. yeah. Like the fly when he when he actually turns into a fly, it's absolutely fucking horrifying. It like, with me, yeah. yeah like and it looks legit. And in a razor head, that fucking baby Fish. thing. He's that's Well that stayed with mine. Oh my I God. think you said <laughs> that looks that is unbelievable. So I think you've said he's never said what how he made that. How he made it. That yeah. looks the way he's got like sweat on his skin. He looks like that looks like a fucking human being. Like, what? Wow. What about when the fucking head <laughs> like, just at the end just materializes into this massive ghost <laughs> baby fish head and he's just going around the room <laughs> constantly? I'm like, what the fuck <laughs> is going on here? What am I watching? But to tie it, <laughs> it's fucking crazy. To tie it, the sort of practical and CGI debate into it's such a beautiful day. Mm. Obviously, this you know most animated films these days are you know Pixar style 3D animations. Mm. Whereas this is this is obvious. This primitive. is primitive. Yeah, 2D. by by design. Yeah, and yeah, it. it I'm guessing all of these were like hand drawn. And- yeah, I think so. And then I think a lot of the it looks like a lot of the backgrounds would there's there's like there is like real footage there's in lots there as of real well. Footage yeah, and it, and, yeah. and like just photos in and, a beautiful manner. Yeah. Uh, w- at one point, I was like, "Why is that in the background?" It was a dog licking the camera. 
Really? Oh, wow. Yeah. I can't. I, I mean, it, there's it a lot going on at points. For like maybe two seconds, maybe three. <laughs> but I could like, I thought at first it was like some horrible like inside your stomach sort of scene, but it's just him licking the camera and then mm. he comes up a little bit and you see it and then goes back and then. Well, well, one of the things about this film is, especially once Bill learns he's going to die, is he just everything he just realizes that everything has like beauty yeah he looks at like what like a pattern like a wood pattern on his table or something mm. and he notices like the beauty in it sort of thing so i feel like things like yeah. that are just like the just anything in life and i'm glad that this didn't just go the nihilist kind of like existential yeah because it definitely could have that done it, that a lot of things like this end up going where it's like Life is pain. Life yeah. is bad. There is no goodness. And <laughs> no, because it could all it could very easily have done that. And I, I feel like I've seen like rejected comes off like that at times, and mm. there's no. He, I feel like uh, Hertzfeld has gone through some sort of life journey, maybe since rejected, like making that it seems mm. this is in a different league. <laughs> yeah, a whole different. There's like an emotional. I think he's put some of his personal life into the narrative of this with like. That's why I keep seeing. There's a girl. Yeah. There's a lot of like. There's a girlfriend involved mm -hmm. in Bill's story. Yeah. There's this sort of like loose, weird, fractured narrative going on. Mm. It's that's probably what gives it the kind of human quality, like the understanding of the human experience, because maybe. he is he is putting his own life mm. into it in ways. Yeah, maybe he broke up with a girl. He's putting it into his videos. Yeah, I think that there is a lot of that in it. Yeah. Maybe he went through a surgery or something. It's funny how... Or a family member, maybe. Yeah. And died and it made him question his Existence. mortality. Or This seems like a film born out of, Fear. like, questioning your place in Pain the world. It and says, there's a bit, it says Bill had always feared death from the yeah. moment he'd been born yeah. or something like that. And, and I, that, uh, oh, I was just going to say, I have like a, one of my earliest memories is waking up in my bunk bed. For some reason, I chose to sleep at the opposite top and tail. I have my head where the stairs to the bunk bed were and my feet where my pillow normally would be that night. And I woke up in a cold sweat. I couldn't remember what the dream I was having was. I must have been five or six. And I I just burst into tears because I... I realized that myself and everyone I knew was going to die one day. Mm. And it was the first time I'd ever kind of like realized that. And from that moment on, really, I've been pretty fucking terrified of everything. <laughs> I can remember. I, I can't remember. I'm not very good at like remembering stuff from like youth necessarily. But like, like, you know how, for example, people are like, oh, the first album I ever bought was this and the first movie. And I'm like, I can't mm. remember that shit. But I, but I can remember, like, the first time I knew that, like, I was going to die. Oh, wow. <laughs> because the Queen's mother died. I remember that happening. Yeah. The, the TV, like, the newsflash thing happening. Yeah. The Queen's mother died. And, I mean, I can't remember exactly in my head, but I sort of almost feel like I asked my mum, like, what does that mean? Sort of thing. Yeah, where'd she like, go? Yeah, <laughs> I just remember that was my first like concept of like. Did they get like a national holiday for that. We probably got probably something like that. But it it 
I mean, it is a terrifying concept and moment. It's some most people spend their lives like not thinking about it and putting it off until they're forced to think about it because of some medical issue that crops up, sort of thing. But it it's like the most terror. <laughs> it's and the, the film sort of says almost makes a mockery of like you. Why why do we spend so much time thinking about that? He's like there was a bit with the, the moment of his death is like he's like, Why did I spend so much of my life like fixated on this one mm-hmm. awkward moment yeah. of death? Like I wish I could go back and Is it his uncle that says it? He stood next to the hospital bed and he's talking about like a beef within the family and he says something like, uh isn't it a shame that Oh, you people will never say what they want to say until it's too late or yeah, something like that. Feel. Yeah pocket of my jacket brogan um but that (laughs) makes for a like a very real bleak sort of realization that we are all gonna die Mm. i love how i feel like this when i oh do you remember the moment when you realized that you were gonna die yeah but like (laughs) when everyone was gonna die i was just like well if everyone's gonna die then that's it. You can e- do anything about it. You can easily so fall into a easy. hole of like everyone's gonna die and everything's meaningless and why the fuck should I? That's like nihilism. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Straight up. Which I'm like everyone's gonna die. In a world. I can't worry about it. In a world where religion doesn't rule like it did a hundred or two hundred years ago or whatever, I, a lot of young people fall to that trap. Like a lot of the bands we grew up listening to, the heavy bands, the like. <laughs> It's all very doom and gloom. It's like, God is dead. <laughs> it's like, you are going to hell. Yeah. <laughs> and then even when they stop, a lot of like 80s metal talks about like hell, but then like new metal, the God, the whole concept of religion was just gone. And it was like, I am unhappy. Reality is not good. <laughs> mm. Well, I think this, this film... This film, for me, sits the line, the line between religion and reality, be- and re- reality, yeah. sort of in, like perfectly. Because I'm, I'm not like religious, mm. and but I know that religion is, in my opinion, like something created to make you feel comfort because mm-hmm. there's somewhere you go after you die. Yeah. But I don't think necessarily that's true. I, I don't know. Mm. But so at the end of this yeah. film, at the end of this film, it treads that line perfectly because he doesn't go to heaven at the end of the film, I don't think. No. no. But he's sort of like... And it kind of talks of like maybe... Carries on forever. Yeah, he carries on forever. He outlives the next visitors to Earth and he will only disappear when... Yeah, I forgot about that. Beings of light appear at the end. and um, disappears in his... Yeah, and that's just like, well, like you said, you <laughs> were like in tears at the end, like just when like the stars are like going out slowly, and Disappear. that's when he does. Yeah, like, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, as far as the like whole life after death reincarnation thing, I I do. You believe in that? I believe that something is happening that we're not being told about, and I think some people know about it. <laughs> And I'd like to know what the fuck is going on. I think it's pretty bang out of order that there are questions like what happened. I think some people fucking know. <laughs> you think people know? It's 2021. Flatliners. 
Flatline. Yeah. 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 The, yeah. the producers of Flatline know. <laughs> they know. They the know. They know what's happening. Somebody out there knows. And There's so many. I, I think we should be told. Loads of articles are like, oh, man, die for two minutes. Tells you what. Oh, yeah. But like, NDE, near death experiences and all that. But then. You've not died. And even those people that wear their heart stops, they're still like brain activity. Like you ain't, they're not dead, dead. I don't, I, if you if you were to go somewhere after death, I don't think it would happen until all activity ceased within the body sort of thing. But then you can't come back then. But then you can't come back, exactly. Unless um, something happens that we can like, something happens where you can die for a day, all activity is gone, and then they they reduce you. There's this old you Hindu I mean? idea where... You come back like Jesus did. No, they say that like everything <laughs> was one at one point. And obviously... Oh, Leon Genesis. Or that's just like <laughs> classic Eastern philosophy right there. I mean, all the Eastern religions just believe in a oneness. I, I, mean, I don't know if Eastern. this ties into yeah. that, huh. but like another potentially comforting idea, depends how you look on it, but... Is just that you, when you die and you mm. you do just become one with the earth, yeah. sort of thing, and you're part of it. And again, that's sort of in this film as well because his crazy uncle dies alone in the forest. Then mm. he's like two days later, a sunflower grew right. out of his head or something, yeah, right. which was like a strangely like moving. Sentiment. Le- yeah, yeah, I definitely. thought. I I like to think as well. Well, he was left there. That's why. Water. In mud and sticks. Yeah, and it was sad. His whole life was sad, but it was kind of nice that a son. I don't know why, but it just New seemed. life grew up. Yeah, yeah. I I think about like um, you know how water is one state and then it evaporates and it's gas, so all the water in the ocean would be like, oh, that water's dying. Look, he's disappearing, but really, mm. it's just changed state. Yeah. Like, so stuff and cigarette, like, uh, if you burn something, it turns to ash, but that doesn't mean it's gone. It's just like changed. Yeah. Changed its form. So I don't see why that can't be the case. But then, it, like, you can talk about this on a podcast for fucking hours, but at the same time, I have no clue. <laughs> I have no idea how I feel about that. And I won't. So I think it's where a lot of my anxiety comes from because it's like the ultimate pre gig nerves, isn't it? Like this death business, yeah. <laughs> it's like being in a waiting room for the ultimate. Like waiting you don't know. Well, that's room. that's the whole thing. You don't just, know what's going to happen afterwards. That's what makes it so, like, divisive. horrifying. Yeah, yeah. Horrifying. I love. I love We're it. Just filling up the room before we enter into a new something else. Job. It's kind of horrifying when he's driving the car at the end, if you remember, and yeah. he's like. I have to keep driving this fucking car, like just to like hold on to life for just a little yeah, bit longer. Yeah, like because if he's like, if I stop driving this car, I'm gonna die. I think is mm-hmm. like because that's how like scared he is. He kind of uh, takes these things that because uh, originally he's driving around in that car because he loves seeing the be- like the little small details that he considers to be beautiful but then that gets yeah. taken to like a level of mania where this thing that he was finding yeah. beauty in reality becomes like a horror <laughs> yeah which again is just something that a loads of shit in this film happens to me on a daily basis like a lot of the emotions a lot of the like kind of <laughs> things bill was going through i can empathize and relate with <laughs> i definitely can with the <laughs> awkward 
you know, the very first scene, I think, where he... Says hello to where he says how's up yeah, yeah, how's yeah. Up? which we've already talked yeah. about but yeah i can definitely relate to shit like that because in those moments and seeing people that you sort of know but you don't know if you know them well enough yeah. to say and being relieved when that situation's over and like hopefully i never have to see that person and again how, you see them again you're like whoa <laughs> shit what do i do now think of how much emotion that generates within it's like a of some, you remember it more than if you would have actually spoke to them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the thing is, he talks about like, oh, will any of them like stop and talk to each other? Oh, no, he says, oh, um, Bill was thinking about whether one of them will stop to talk to each other. That would be me. I don't care like if I don't know you that yes, well. Martin or is... If, Cut from like, a different cloth. <laughs> if if I've only known you for like five minutes, I will stop and be like, let's have a chat. All right, okay. So that that would have definitely been, been me stopping and be like, what's happening, Bill? All and then right. would be like, how's up? How's, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be like, the fuck you mean? <laughs> you'd love, you you thrive off nonsense. And, yeah, I do. So it, I yeah. do. It would have been fine. As soon as it happens, that. I'm like, this, the thing is, the more shit that happens when you're in the street, like, I don't know, it just seems so interesting to see somebody, like, do something crazy that you you don't see on a daily basis. Mm. You know what I mean? So, like, obviously, just seeing someone that you may or may not know isn't that crazy. But, like, everything else that's like, oh, some guy just threw... All of women's clothes on uh, on the road. Have you ever seen that happen? Yeah, like three weeks ago. What happened? Uh, so I went to London like two. Well, it was about two weeks ago, mm. and there was this couple like arguing, a, like, a, some, like a cliche from a film when like someone throws all of their partners' like belongings yeah. out of the window, like yeah, and- literally <laughs> like that. Yeah. So then um, <laughs> they. Uh, that we're arguing about something, and he was just like, "No, I'm sick of it. I'm sick of all this shit. I'm not. Um, I'm not gonna deal with this anymore." And they just threw all her shit. Jesus all Christ! The street. Wow. On the road. I was like, <laughs> I just, I could not. I could not. Like, you, I could not write this, bro. Like, three seconds after all that sorry, shit happened, yawn directly into the. No, it's all right. I mean, <laughs> it is getting late. We're burning the midnight oil. Here. Anyway, two seconds after that happened, a car, uh, this car was pulling out uh, of this like street, but he was in the wrong, mm. and there was another car coming, and he ne- they nearly crashed. They both had to stop immediately. All right, yeah. And both of them got out the car to like sort of fight or whatever. Seriously, yeah. Life yeah. just turned into a fucking movie for a second. Then I was I was like. mesmerized <laughs> by what the fuck was happening, and yeah. I'm like, this shit. To me, that is the most interesting thing in the day. And then when they got out to like try to fight, that like the police like drove past, and then they just like, got back in the car. And then just like, oh, because they saw the police, they're yeah. like, uh, Let's yeah, not fucking deal with this shit. So as soon as people get in their cars, they turn into like the angriest. I've got to get to my destination mm-hmm. as about, fast okay, as possible. Think about this. <laughs> like, I was driving. Anyone who gets in my way can fucking die. I is was like the mentality. Driving from work 
to where I live in town. Yeah. Not not a week ago. And yeah. I was driving uh down the London Road with Vicky Park on my left. And I was gonna turn left so I'd go across where you drive into the car park of Victoria Park. Yeah. And round down towards like De Montfort Hall. Bannertines De Montfort sort of, Hall. Yeah. Yeah. And as I I put my indicator on to make that left hand turn. Mm. And a child ran across the road. Jesus okay? Christ. Which Oh so so what oh, happened man. is I applied my brakes within 10, 15 foot of the child, a long way away. Yeah. The child made it completely to the other side of the road. There was no risk of a collision. It was just like, oh, I have to stop. Yeah. Sort of thing. I let the child get to the other side of the road. I see he's with uh, just his father, I assume, a male. Mm. And the male is on the other side of the road and he is not crossed. So as the child got to the other side of the road, I just thought, I'm just going to go here. Yeah. Sort of thing. There are no um, traffic lights in this scenario. Like, no, they're just no jaywalking, tra- no traf- essentially. Like, Oh, in- yeah, there are traffic lights. Yeah, he is doing that. But, yeah, they're crossing when it's on the red man. And the kid ran. Yeah. Yeah, when it was red man. And I just let the kid get to the other side, and then I was going to go. And as I drive past the man, he shouts. I don't hear what he shouts at me at all, but what I did notice was that he threw a stone, yay big, up straight up my windshield. Really? Big enough to like, I don't know how I didn't end up with a chip or something, but it made this hell of a noise. And what a knob! I was like, I'm. I tried to be a pacifist, you know. <laughs> I, I'm a man of peace, so. Oh man! But I was very tempted well, to I don't just like be confrontation. like. I was so tempted to just be like, it didn't even do anything, you prick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just, oh, it bothered me so much. You could have just got out of and be like, what the fuck was that? That is an annoying scenario, to uh, be fair. And I just don't... Und- people get so... Ang- I-, I couldn't imagine being that angry about something so trivial. Mm-hmm. And it, people get like it in their cars. It's just... Yeah, I try to consciously drive at the speed limit <laughs> or lower and mm. I get annoyed when people drive at my ass and on my on the street that I live on I drive incredibly slowly because I'm conscious of <laughs> animals and like just the people who live there sort of thing and other people who live on that street you can see like the fucking sparks on the back of their car when they mount their fucking drives and stuff Jesus. like <laughs> but, they're going that fast yeah <laughs> there was a because I'm just What's a fucking funny, amazing guy well, I was telling you guys, that wasn't even the craziest thing that happened that day. Um, there's more to your... There's more. It would only happen there's to more. you as well. And this is all, bearing in mind, within 10 minutes of each, of each other. That's right? nuts. Like, every, like, all of this happened within 10 minutes, right? Then we walk five minutes down the road, and there's a man, I'm not sure, maybe he was homeless, maybe not. Fuck knows. Fully butt naked, <laughs> shitting in a bush. What the? So, While singing, I don't know what song it was, but he was singing fucking something. It sounded right? like you walked through a door and entered, walked through a door in fucking entered reality. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it wasn't in old well, shoes. Sounds like you oh, went and London. That's oh. why you went. Like, you entered a David Lynch film for somehow. Just a quick <laughs> second. Yeah, he just strolled through. I, a scene. I just couldn't believe my eyes. I was like. This is so interesting. Like, 
Why is that man naked? Who is he? Like, is he homeless? Or is he just crazy? You know what? I'm just going to see what the rest of the day brings me. Yeah. Nothing else happened after that. I f- yeah, that's probably for the best. I mean, you're not wrong. <laughs> you anyway, you- closing thoughts, Liam. Yeah, you're the one that bought us this film, Liam. That's you, it. You, you well, made, you made give the us the closing thoughts. So, so well, why did you pick this film, and and what? Yeah, what did you think of it on this viewing? Well, every time I've always wanted to. Every time I've watched this film, I've always mm. thought. I want to recommend that film to other people because mm. it's not exactly a widely seen film. No. And but it should, it's not very conventional. Yeah, I mean, I would like everyone I know to to have seen it because it's just gripping and it's got so many ideas. Mm. I, I feel like I felt like every emotion pretty much like watching that film. Mm-hmm. And... Um, I also just really like Don Hertzfeldt's like MO, just the way that he works. Like he's, as far as I know, he's like completely opposite to being in like the Hollywood system. He releases all his films on Vimeo, really, which isn't like a really easily accessible way to get a film, but it just works for him, I think, because he gets like the best cut from that sort of thing. and. He's he purely functions on like a cult fan base sort of thing. Mm. Like I've got um his new film, um no, well that World of Tomorrow film it's coming out on Blu-ray mm. uh in a couple of months, which he did a Kickstarter project for. And again, you've probably not heard of him, but yeah. that's got like his goal was like $30,000 or something and it's made like $500,000 or something. He's got like a a good cult following Mm -hmm. sort of thing. As I said, early internet, he was one of the key... Yeah. Key players. Yeah, before... Does he make any films that are not drawn? Or are they all drawn? No, I think they're all... I think they're all drawn. But that's another thing. I just... That's one of the most original like forms of film that I've ever seen as well sort of thing like I and I think that is his like stick figure it's like timeless as well Mm. that film could have been made in that film could have been made like almost in like the fucking 1900s well yeah it definitely reminds me of um I don't know if you've seen it still be relevant now Maya Darren I don't think so she Lynch, uh, Fellini, Scorsese all love Maya Darren, but she made films in the 40s and 50s that were just like dream. Yeah. It felt like dreams, basically, and way ahead of their time. But yeah, I agree. You could show this to somebody, you know, probably 50 or 60 years ago, and they'll probably still feel a lot of the intended emotions. Yeah. Is the- this one of his first films? I think it's first. Mm, no, um, well, like feet. Yeah, he does. Yeah, this is like a the first one he's done that's like an hour long, but it's still like this is still like three short films like put together sort of thing. Mm, so yeah. he released them in separate anyway. So yeah, but I think he's. I think he was even going in like the nineties and stuff. Mm-hmm. I think he's been around was for he, quite a while. Do you know if he did anything to? Um, kind of it's three short films that are tied together but did he do any 
add anything to them joining them i've never watched them all, separately. Uh, separately but i think i think they were always intended to join up to each other so presumably they just neatly fitted in Did, does to one ever film feature bill again uh no i don't think so there's in the world of tomorrow the character is called emily and it looks a lot like his girlfriend, but I'm not sure if it's just like a generic female sort yeah. of drawing. Yeah. Mm. Um, but yeah, I also just in terms of like modern films, it's hard to get like, it's hard to be original anymore because everything's been done. Mm. Yeah. But I think this film personally, in my opinion, is one of the films that can actually be called like a modern masterpiece yeah, sort of thing yeah, yeah. because it's got all the stuff that i want in a film where it's got just like loads of ideas and you can watch it and again and again and pick up on new things and uh, just discuss them like we have and you could probably take any scene and sort of discuss like the existentialism or it's something like that what you say about like it being a great piece of modern film because a lot of stuff's already been done. And mm. we were talking about that last episode with Shiva Baby mm. about how that film I thought was a real good bit of modern filmmaking because you couldn't make that film 50 years ago. It doesn't yeah. pander no. to those like cowboy uh, <laughs> kind of sensibilities. It's yeah. all based on emotion and mental. We're very much, you know... In it wouldn't work 50 years before it would just wouldn't no and this film lives in like an emotional realm that when hollywood first appeared yeah wasn't, that wasn't what film yeah that's was for yeah. at all so it's uh, and I, i'm very excited about the direction filmmaking is going in if emotion is going to start becoming like the mm. main focus of like the lens of how you see the world and whatnot so it's yeah films like this make me well excited nice well i've said to you earlier well, you did. that i want to do a sequel podcast he's, he's already planned his second return <laughs> already mate like we don't if even I'd need be, to do a schedule if mate. i'd Just be welcome <laughs> because i've like i said i've got his world of tomorrow films coming on blu-ray mm. in a few in a couple of months so may, maybe by i think he it was supposed to come out in june but him being like such an independent filmmaker he's i think he, he said expect delays so right, it may so. be like August or something. Yeah. Well, that, but, you know, works out with the Randy Master. It does it, work out. It kind of, we use it for a period of time and then it powers down and it's just charging up again. So a few months, well, yeah. Liam, and we'd be happy to have you back. <laughs> yeah, cool. I wouldn't want to overstay my welcome to. That's too. fine, bro. <laughs> that, was, uh, that was the longest... Um, uh, closing thoughts I've ever heard. Yes, yeah, uh, there was still stuff I wanted you? to say. What? There Go was on. still stuff that I wanted to say. That's Go why. On. I mean, when you asked oh, me, but you but asked. but just quickly about World of Tomorrow as well is, I've it's everything that makes this film like great. World of Tomorrow, I think it has as well. World of Tomorrow is set in more of a, as you can tell by the name, like a sci-fi yeah. sort of world. Mm -hmm. And again, I again. I think it's one of the best like examples. So you've already seen it. Yeah, I've already seen that as well. But I want to show you I've guys. I've seen some clips of World of Look, Tomorrow, and it, they seem to use more color. The Blu-ray is coming in a couple of months. I was like, yeah, because I just want it on blue. I've seen it before, but I just want it on Blu-ray, mm -hmm. and 
it's again i think that's another example that's like one of the greatest modern sci-fis in my opinion because it's just I such like a all sci good sci-fi needs to be like just have big ideas and concepts that you can melt your brain over yeah. sort of thing and world of tomorrow even the first part which is 15 minutes long had like all of that within that 15 minutes so i thought that you exciting that you um you used the word sci-fi to describe it because if we look at the trajectory of hertzfeld's work rejected has no sci-fi element whatsoever no. it's such a beautiful day kind of ties what the sensibilities of like rejected and then gives it this metaphysical twist yeah whereas you're saying that this new direction the next project kind of doubles down on that yeah whole thing world of tomorrow has a lot of the same ideas of this framed into like a sci-fi mm. narrative so the basic idea is that you want to live forever like bill did oh, wow. and they create clones of themselves but as the clones get further and further into the future mm. what makes them the person that they originally were fades, fades and fades sort what? of thing what? <laughs> Is this... This is World of Tomorrow, the next film oh, by the same on, guy. Oh, fucking ruining it. Well, no, that's oh, that just... sounds like a fantastic <laughs> I get premise. it, but don't tell me shit. I want to I I feel the same way as I did with this one. You didn't say anything to this one. Well, you're... The same with the just World put it out tomorrow. your brain then for yeah. a few months. Don't worry, and... bro. Oh, yeah, it's, it's gonna. I'm going to forget it now, but I'm just saying, <laughs> don't, say, don't mention any more, all right? Yeah. What are, you, good. what are you thinking, Martin? What are your closing Yeah, sorry about, about, just about waffling. Fine. I mean, yeah, Liam covered a lot of uh, lot of ground, a lot right of there. the emotional bases that I. Hold. He knows what he knows what we have in our heads, it, and he's just explaining. Yeah, it. just felt, end the podcast now because I've said it all. Yeah, <laughs> I felt that. Yeah, I, I've felt very similar to you on a lot of points. Just that. Nice. Don Hertzfeld obviously has an intrinsic understanding of what it is to be a human. That's yeah. what this film told me. I don't feel like I need to say much more than that. No. Um, nice. He, yeah. How, yeah, how do I you feel? I don't really have a a lot more to say since you you guys. I'm sorry, really happy, Martin. <laughs> I'm happy. All Ma of it. I'm happy, Martin, that you. Um, I feel like if just probably in the way that I. Uh, phrase things and might have bought things to you when in the early stages of the podcast if i bought this film to you and just shown you like a small portion of it i feel like there could have been portions of this film i could have shown you where you've been like i'm not watching that <laughs> it w there were portions to it i forgot how it insane it was well i to felt be fair. like i was just like let me stop this <laughs> But then I like we didn't enter the void the other day, bro. Yeah, that's nothing that, that's on that. What, like, <laughs> that's what it reminded me of. Enter the void. There's bits like that, yeah. yeah. And but at least this like is that. only one hour long. So huh? at least this is only one hour long. But that's yeah. three hours mm -hmm. of yeah, exactly. Just so like madness. I, I sort of like pushed through it because I thought if something comes up that mm. immediately hurts my brain or like. That's crazy. It gets me fucking scared. I'll, I'll tell you, but it didn't. I was, I was, it was just building I, I up never, and then it like teased me and then it just went I never had that me. thought in my head when I bought this because I've not seen it for a while and I just forgot how mm -hmm. intense some of it is actually at points. Mm. But since we watched fucking Enter the Void, I was like... Yeah, you've okay. watched more intense films like, than yeah. this, definitely. I mean, yeah, even what was that... Uh, <clears throat> other film we watched? Demon... 
Lover. Demon Lover. Yeah. yeah. Well, we lost that podcast, unfortunately, but we did watch Demon Lover at the request of our good friend, all three of our good friend, Todd Witsey. And um, I mean, that I can compartmentalize this stuff because I've, like, you know, it's the film industry and this was an idea that someone had and wrote a script and got funding. I, I think of it like that. You, you, that's how fucked up stuff in films. I'm never like, this is real because I just think of the production side of mm. things and uh, it demystifies uh, it for me. Another thing that uh, didn't worry me as much, it was it was animated. I don't know, some, f- mm. some forms of like... Because mm. like anime, I can watch scary shit, like gory, scary shit mm. anime and they won't like do that shit to me. Mm. And then if it's like an actual real person, I don't know why it just makes it worse. But yeah. it feels like I'm that person and that is happening to me. Mm-hmm. I, I was happy yeah. that you could get something from this film and still enjoy it mm-hmm. and f- because it, uh, it it wasn't conventional mm-hmm. at all. So. I saw Forgot Them Bits. From after the first one, I saw Forgot Them Bits. So like after the first one happened, I knew that in the second chapter, I was like, some shit like that's going to happen again. Mm-hmm. Obviously, the grandma throwing her... Rubbing cat heads against her. Uh, yeah, I'm throwing, <laughs> throwing the kid in, in like a lane is like as a. Sport. I fucking love how that's presented. It's like every time Bill like drew her a pretty picture and like you expect it to be like something nice, and then it's like she pictured how she could just toss him out the window and yeah, like, kill him what? instantly. <laughs> Again, like this lovely innocent yeah. notion just flipped on its head. Yeah, like the direct opposite. It's that. It's like angel and devil. It's very bipolar. It makes oh, me laugh. Yeah. That's that's something very funny in the flipping of the yeah. <laughs> well, I go on one I'd, last point from Lee. the on. last thing I want to say is: Have you ever had a night where you've just sat there and thought about how the world is going to end, and there's just going to be endless like nothingness, no. and it's I'm gonna and be I've almost long, long dead. Yeah, but them. that's you know I don't mind the idea of being dead. I'm more scared of the idea of like. Just there being nothing. Well, you know what? That's I've, what scares oh, me. To, the conclusion that I've come to is but, whoa, 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 whoa. I actually <laughs> refute nothingness because. Okay. It will happen again or something? Well, yeah. Well, just think. To. Just think. I can't remember pre birth. When I go to sleep every night, something definitely still happens. I'm going crazy up there. Yeah. Running but your brain over. still works. Yeah. It's... I'm running over all over the shop. Then. Pre-death, uh, pre-birth, <laughs> sleep, all seem to kind of be the same realm. Like it's the same yeah. sort of uh, place that you're at. And then, I don't know, I meditate, so there's like a state you can get to there that's like comparable to being asleep, but mm. like being awake at the same time. So I just feel like this is the weird bit. Mm. Like this is the outlier. Yeah, that they seem to be the same sort of like cut from the same cloth. But this weird bit where we're stuffed into meat suits and like there's all these <laughs> feelings and stuff like yeah. that. That's the weird part. So mm. I hope maybe we'll just go, go well, back to where we came from. Well, well they were saying that uh, the the thing that caused the big bang. Don't say those words. Big big bang. <laughs> Why? It's just a ludicrous notion. A big bang. Whatever happened at the beginning of this universe being created, 
the All Big right. Bang Theory uh, theme music played. Look, whatever. <laughs> Sheldon Cooper appeared. He, <laughs> they say that whatever happened at the beginning mm. just expanded, and what it's doing is expanding so much that it's becoming sort of like closed again so it can like like restart restart all over again so like when the world ends it's not gonna be like when that finishes but it'll be one of the times when has there ever been nothingness I can't think of a time when that's ever existed it seems they're obviously already born in this yeah it's not documented because there was no one (laughs) there to document but it just seems awfully Awfully Elusive. convenient Awfully. that no one was there. This 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 nothingness concept. It, it seems maybe that's just my terrified little ego speaking. But yeah, <laughs> I was just gonna say that even though there may you may be able to think of it in different ways, mm. you still I still sometimes sit there and think like everything is gonna be gone someday, and that's like scary. Yeah. But this film, the ending of it, sort of almost has that idea but it's comforting yeah mm. it's assured you that you'll you still live on yeah in some way or yeah. another yeah. sort of thing until time ends but it's kind of all right at that point mm. sort of thing and yeah just a reassurance yeah and mm. i just think that that's just a if a film can portray that kind of idea as well especially one that on paper just looks like a silly little animated film that's some pretty it's, good it's pretty fucking good telling, yeah isn't it? yeah that's what definitely. i think well, thank you, Liam, for joining us. No yeah, problem. Thank you so it's been much. fun. Another week at It's Not That Deep, bro. Th- thank you so much, man. You know That's I mean? right. I've, in- um, I've enjoyed every minute. <laughs> I love talking about films. Do you want the viewers to follow you in any sort I was gonna of, say, yeah. form of social media? Letterboxd? I don't really... I don't know my Letterboxd username off by heart, and I, I just don't really... I'm, I'm so out of the loop with social media now. I feel like you're Liam M on Letterboxd. Yeah, but that, I don't think that's like my username. username you might yeah. be able to find me in that way, but there isn't much interesting to see there. You know, just go about your own. Anyone listening, just go about your own day. You don't have to follow. You don't have to pay any attention to me. Oh my god! <laughs> Come <laughs> on, that's so humble. You know what I mean? Oh. Humble Everyone's brag. Find you now, if, like we need to. Who's going to be in high demand? Yeah, yeah that's exactly. the smart. We need this guy again. That's Maybe. the smartest way to play. <laughs> well, thank you guys for listening. Yeah, thank you so much, everybody, for listening. Um, you know where to find us at the usual spots. You go Instagram, to Spotify, MIPLTD.org, Apple Music, on Facebook uh, and Instagram. And then check out my music, Oland, on Spotify and Apple Music and anywhere where you're doing your streaming. Uh, and check out my, uh, my skipping. Come say hello. <laughs> Road to I world champ. Every day. What time is it actually? I don't know. But oh, half no. twelve. Half we 12. are going to leave you with the wonderful tones of Lester's very own These Furrors. This is no invitation, no welcome. And this has been It's Not That Deep, bro. Peace. The hiding in your awkward ways. Just take a little two step break.
Let's wear our hearts low Let's take a minute We'll listen to all you say Let's sneak around you Let's wear our hearts low Let's take a Listen to all you say